This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Polykill Podcast. As always, I'm here. I'm Travis. This episode's a little bit different in that sitting across from me today is not Jake. It is Briz. Hello, Briz. Hey, how's it going? I am Briz at HokeyBriz on Twitter. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Here without Jake, you know, we climbed the mountain. We got to the top here. We won the Cartridge Club Podcast of the Year, and Jake wanted to go out on top, and he decided, you know, this is the peak for me. Um, it doesn't. There's nowhere else to go. We're not probably yeah. going to win a Webby. It's all downhill from here. Uh, or an Emmy, or a Globy, or an Opie. Yeah. I don't know. Awards. Maybe a Razzie. Maybe a Razzie. But he stepped away from the podcast. Uh, it happened sudden. I got an email in the middle of the night about. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Jake is just. <laughs> he he he's ventured off to a faraway land for a top super secret science project. That actually sounds more made up than what I said earlier, but that's actually the truth. <laughs> it sounds cooler. It is cooler. Uh, Jake's off doing super secret science stuff down in the big hat state of Tejas. He's down there with the lizards and the tumbleweeds. And the pickup trucks, apparently. Evidently, Jake has felt more emasculated than he's ever felt in his life. He's down there in a sedan surrounded by giant diesel pickup trucks with giant swinging rubber testicles from <laughs> the trailer hitch. And uh, But Jake's hanging in there. He's doing okay. Down in Tejas, he's loving it down there. I do believe, um, but uh, you know, along with that podcast of the year talk, it was it was so quite a surprise. First and foremost, uh, we've only been in the club less than two years in the Cartridge Club, that is, and so to win an award, have um, have the the folks of the Cartridge Club, the great, sweet, nice folks of the Cartridge Club, vote us to be podcast of the year was very much an honor, and. Uh, Hopefully we we have another good year. Hopefully that's not a a jinx. Hopefully we we continue to go and trend upward. Nothing you you good you you're like I, yeah. The, that this all you and Jake. I'm just I'm just I'm one of the guys that that voted for you. I'm not here to uh, oh, speak on behalf of Polykill. So no, you got to soak it in too, man. You were on <laughs> what two episodes? You pissed in the back seat of a car for yeah, for that award. I should have gotten an award for how brave I was telling that story, especially. <laughs> Well, we do have a message message, message from Jake. We're going to pipe that in here for you. Hey, Polykillers, this is Jake. Sad I can't be there on this episode, but I did want to record a thank you message to everyone who voted for Polykill as podcast of the year in the Cartridge Club. Uh, thank you for everyone who retweeted and shared and uh, ultimately voted. So thank you so much for that. It um, means a lot to us to be a part of such a cool group of people. And uh, thanks again for how much you've all welcomed us with open arms and can't wait to see what 2019 holds for the podcast. But for now, I'll turn you back over to Travis and Brian so they can give you the rundown on all things Polykill. Peace. All right. And uh, yeah, we already miss Jake. And so thank you, Jake, for sharing your kind words there. And thank you, everybody in the Cartridge Club, for once again voting us, giving us the honor of being the podcast of the year. So awesome. Uh, a few announcements. Uh, one, if you're new to the show, um, usually Brian's not here, but uh, he might be here more often uh, in 2019. 
Um, trying to use a little less Jake. I think I think 2018 was too much Jake. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But you know, if you're new to the show, we just sit around, we talk about video games, video games we beat, and we have a little fun doing it. Some announcements, I guess. Brian, you released a a blog of sorts. Yeah, so I started this last year. I did the first annual Brizzy Awards. And, you know, everybody was doing their top games of the year lists at the end of the year. Everyone's entitled. Yeah, and, you know, I wanted to get in on that a little bit. Um, But I didn't just do, you know, best action game, best RPG or whatever. I just, you know, I picked some categories that I made up myself just to highlight some things that I liked. Uh, So I did that again this year. Um, so you can go to polykilljot.com and check that out if you're interested. Uh, I think the, the one award that I gave that, um, uh, people seem to like the most was the fuck you. I like it award right. for uh, fallout 76. So that's a, that's a teaser of kind of categories that I use. If you want to go check that out. Yeah. I, I like that a lot actually, because you know, you, that's the thing about, um, this passionate, hobby is that you can say you really like something and someone else is, is quick to shoot it down yep. especially when it comes to Fallout 76 which blew ass Brian but <laughs> <laughs> you and uh, Caleb J. Ross should get together and talk about it <laughs> I've never actually played it I'm sure it's fine but uh, yeah those, that was a, a funny category I released some other Nest Friend videos if you want to check out that separate completely independent YouTube channel from Polykill I also did a pickup video which does uh, which does feature itself on the Polykill channel, and uh, it was very, I guess, comedically inspired by another YouTube channel that I had uh, been shown to by Jake called, uh, I think it's called Craftsman Steady Crafting, and he just goes through a bunch of toys, and he, he talks real slow and country, and makes up like little facts about them, and I don't know, I was just really inspired by that. So I did that for my pickup video, and it turned out pretty good, I think. Yeah, I... I wasn't a huge fan of the inspiration material, but I thought your video is hilarious. So. Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, that uh, that does it for the intro segment. Let's go into the games that we've picked up. I actually haven't picked up, haven't bought a game yet in uh, in 2019. Well, it's early days still. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be a glut of new games coming later this month and into next month. So you'll turn that around pretty quick i think yeah i think so did you pick up anything at all uh i also have not purchased any games this year so far however i did download a free game uh which is a remake of the pt demo um that somebody made in unreal engine and you know this is a game that you can't get anymore if you don't already have it downloaded on your PS4 so there's been several people trying to remake it and they usually get taken down really fast so mm. i grabbed this one really quick um mainly because it also supports VR and i thought it might be kind of fun to experience that within VR and of course PT stands for physical therapy is that right that is not correct at all oh. <laughs> what does it stand for um so for anybody that, you know, has been living under a rock for the past few years, PT is Playable Teaser. You're going to come under my rock and say that yeah. to my face. Yes, I am. <laughs> you need to get out from all your retro games and go see what's coming on in, you know, the modern world. I'm good. But uh, yeah, it was the the teaser demo for the Silent Hills game that never made it to the light of day. Um, it was a big viral sensation because it was pretty awesome for a teaser um if you don't have it you should try to get it if you have it don't delete it (laughs) true that yeah it's gold at this point digital gold all right let's take it into uh 
on the radar. I know she took oh, a swig of your beer right I, as soon yeah, as I was segueing. That in. was poor timing. Yeah, whatever. You meant to do that. Uh, games that are coming out here in the next couple weeks that we're looking forward to, and there's actually quite a few, uh, a lot of them episodic, namely the Walking Dead final episode. It's supposed to be dropping January 15th on all the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bittersweet. Uh, I think it's ending... Well, I would have been happy for it to end, and I think it might have w- was maybe going to anyway end this season anyway, right? It was originally going to be five episodes, though, right? Like a yeah, typical? right. So do you feel like they maybe um, compacted the story a little bit to be able to just say, hey, now it's done? I guess. I mean, trimming the fat's not really a bad thing in those games. But yeah, that's true. As long as it's, I don't know. I, I don't really have an ending in mind that I want. I kind of still want to be surprised in the end, but yeah. I, I also can think of a few things they could do to piss me off. So I'm looking forward to see how it actually does end. The ending of the first season shook me. Like that, shook? Uh, Yeah, that was one of the games that like just floored me when I played it. But, you know... Over the several seasons and little spinoffs and things they've done, there's been newer games that in the same category that I think have done things a little bit better, um, like Detroit, yeah, Life is Strange. Um, so I, my interest in The Walking Dead Telltale has kind of waned. I still might go ahead and get this just so I can see the series to its end, you know? You got to. But um, I'm not as hyped for it as I used to be. I, I see where you're coming from, and, and I agree to an extent, but I still think even with those other games you mentioned, um, and it's a little close, but I still think I have this emotional tie to Clementine that I don't have with any other character in those other games. Yeah, that's true. It's very strong. But speaking of those other games, Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 2 comes out January 24th, and while I'm still way behind, I've only played the first season, I've not played the the, the prequel that came between, or Captain Spirit, which is supposedly in the same universe, um, it's still something worth mentioning, Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 2. Yep, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I don't think you're missing a whole lot with Captain Spirit, if you want to skip it, but definitely the... Um the middle series there, the Before the Storm, I think you should check out. Right on. And then one that I think you and I will probably be playing, and maybe soon it might be the next bro-op experience, Resident Evil 2, the old remake, coming January 25th to the big guys, PS4, Xbox, and PC. And we're going to be huddled up on the couch under a blanket trying to survive it. Yeah, and this is weird for me. This is a game that I'm so excited for. I've been trying to avoid any videos or um, I think they're releasing a demo for it. And I'm kind of like, you know, I just want to go into this completely fresh. Uh, You know, I played the original game years and years ago, but I don't remember a whole lot about what happened. I just remember it was awesome. So I want to go into this you know, as fresh as I can and just get the shit scared out of me. Yeah, hearing from some, I guess, journalists and things that have dabbled with it so far, um, it's sounding pretty good. Like, I've not heard one disappointed voice come out about this game, and that's exciting. So yeah. that's that's awesome because there's a lot of strong nostalgia and there's a lot of, like, really diehard people that it could piss off, and those people aren't mad. And so yeah. I find that to be a good thing. That's good. All right, well, let's see what happened last time. Previously on Polykill. 
The new year gets kicked off with Trav and Jake both completing their 2018 resolutions. Trav beats the monster in his pocket while Jake goes on a Street Fighter binge. Personal resolutions and goals for the podcast are laid out for 2019, and games they're looking forward to release in the coming years serve as the topic of this year. And we're back. Of course, Jake going down that Street Fighter hole, and uh, we nuked our backlogs. Yeah, and then Jake went and just stacked it back up. He he doesn't deal well with voids. If he sees a hole, he's got to stick something. <laughs> and that's been that's been his issue his whole life. I could see that getting you into trouble. Well, yeah. Yeah, in, in several different contexts, but especially with his backlog. He just crams it full of games he'll never beat. But, you know, down there in Tejas, he's probably got his big hat on. Some He's got some spurs kicking on his tennis shoes, mm-hmm. strutting around. <laughs> With a big swampy hot crotch, I bet it's just he's probably hot down playing there. one two switch, one two switch by himself, <laughs> and uh, just cramming things in his backlog down there. So hopefully he's also playing some games while he's uh, doing whatever the hell he's doing down there. Yeah, hopefully. Um, all right, so games that we've completed, Brian, take it away. You had a big beat. That is right. My first beat of the year was Red Dead Redemption Two, and it took me about fifty-eight hours, and that was mostly streamlining the um, story quests. I didn't do a whole lot of, um, you know, random things like Jake did where he just went on hunting trips and camping trips. And So you're saying you didn't really enjoy the game and <laughs> tried to get it over with. A little bit. I Now, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy the game, but I enjoyed the story bits more than the just kind of random encounters right, like and things that you can do. Going out in the woods and playing knifey spoony with a homeless guy under a tree or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, I understand that. And kind of the reason for that is I feel like there isn't as much payoff for random exploration in Red Dead as there is in some other games that I play like Fallout and right, right, Elder Scrolls. Right. And I think you said that mm-hmm. in the last episode. Yeah. Um, as an example, I, the one time I did just kind of wander the map and just tried to see what I could find, I came across this, uh, rundown town and all the buildings were boarded up or destroyed or whatever. And on the barn, it was like, you know, do not enter plague or something like that. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. But you know, I couldn't get inside the barn that there were no items or people around. It was just like, Okay, well, there's some cool-looking buildings here. I guess I'll just keep going about what I was doing. Do you think maybe it didn't let you raz the building because maybe it was linked to a quest you hadn't got yet and they didn't want you to ruin it before you got it? That did cross my mind, but then I'm like, you know, what if I never come across that quest? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, double-edged sword, I guess. Well, do you have anything to add about Red Dead Redemption 2 that that, uh, I guess has not been drugged by a horse through the mud already? Um, I would just say that Horchacho, I, excuse me, <laughs> I did name my second horse Horchacho. Really? Yeah. The first one I named Shadow, which was my first car. Oh, okay. It was a Dodge Shadow. It's also the name of everyone's first golden retriever. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, Shadow and golden don't really go together, but. Maybe watch Homeward <laughs> Bound. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Your first car was named Shadow. <laughs> uh I in, I enjoyed how this game rhymes 
with the first game to use a George Lucas um, metaphor. Um, if you've beaten both games, you'll kind of understand what I mean, I think. Oh, okay. I was like, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead oh, Redemption no. <laughs> 2. I, don't, I mean, they kind of rhyme because they're the same words. They have uh, some similar themes and structures, if that makes sense. I hear you. Okay. A game that you and I beat together, and actually the only beat I had uh, coming into this here podcast, is A Way Out. That's right, and I want to say real quick, sorry, Jake, you missed out. Was he supposed to be your buddy in A Way Out? Yeah, we talked about playing it together several times, and he tried to download it. Like, It has this feature where if one person owns it, their friend can download it for free and play online with them without having to buy the game. And he tried to download it once or twice and couldn't figure it out. And Classic Jake. Yeah, He's so, so old. He doesn't so even know... <laughs> I know, but it just sat there on my shelf for so long, and then you know we were talking about what game could we couch co-op, and it's a couch co-op game. So yeah, I had fun with it. It was pretty good. Uh, maybe they'll make another way out, and you can find another way out. Yeah, but uh, my uh, I don't know observations of the game is one that it sort of looks dated. Yep. Um, and I know it's like a small town developer published by EA. Like it doesn't really need. It's not the kind of game that needs to be like super surreal. But when you play it, I think it's you're immediately like, oh, this feels 2012, maybe. Yeah, it was definitely a budget game. It launched at $30, so... Right. Not, like I say, I'm not mad about it. It's just yeah. something like, you gotta kind of be... You gotta, you'll gotta you see it. Um, also, I didn't really like the characters. I know you're not supposed to, because they're, right. they're prison crud, but even as prisoners or felons, um, I didn't really find them all that believable. And... Or relatable. I feel like even if you're going to make people be criminal and be undesirable, they still kind of need to be relatable. And these guys just, I don't know, they kind of missed an emotional element that I didn't really, I didn't care about them at all. Yeah. I think for me, I, I felt sort of the same way, but I think part of the reason for that was the dialogue and the voice acting, to me, felt like they were written by someone whose first language was not English and the voice actors were people that were trying to use an English accent, Yeah, you know? So to me, like the, like what they said and how they said it just didn't flow, you know? It never so felt it, natural. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't like really connect. What was with that them. one example? He like busts into the barn. He's like, Oh, there are the horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so robotic. Yeah. Um, it was pretty funny. It was so, it was actually jarring enough for us to just both bust out laughing in a pivotal moment of the game. Yeah. I will say though, as janky as this game was, I had a lot of fun playing it. It was fun. Like, like I think I had more fun because it was janky. Like we got to laugh about the stupid stuff, like right. when we were splashing water at each other yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we just stopped in the middle of a heist to just play horseshoes with each yeah. other. <laughs> and we're like in a gunfight, and I just take a dip yeah. in the pool. We're like robbing us a house, and we're like you know reading journals and stuff. Yeah. It's like it makes no sense at all. But I did like how they um like different levels of the game sort of had its own theme you know it's like okay this is the car chase level and this is the motorcycle chase level and this is you know whatever Boating down a river yeah so i i like that um i thought it was good for what it was and i had fun yeah i actually wanted a little more 
escaping a prison to be part of the game. That was like barely the first chapter. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking this game is going to be mostly us getting out of a prison. But you would think so by the yeah, title. Yeah, it's called A Way Out, yeah. right? So I don't know about all that, but I think it was a good idea. I mean, like you said, it's fun to play, especially if you have a buddy. I don't think you can't can you you can't play it single player. Can you? is it like a, one of the rules or something like that? I think so. Um and so I think you can do it couch co-op or online. Right. But I would suggest if anybody's going to play this to do it couch co-op. Yeah, it's more fun, yeah. I think. Um, of course, I have nothing to compare it to, but it was pretty fun to do it that way. All right, let's move into people who just beat it. Shimon. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're better at that. Uh, I don't know if I am, but the polykiller is Church at the Game Grinder, who beat DuckTales, DuckTales Remastered, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Beat Saber. It's a lot of games. It is a lot of games, so congratulations, Church. Now we're going to go into the random tweets. Chris R. at BaseGuy654 says, Now I remember why I never came back to play this one. I hashtag just beat it, Batman the video game for NES. Tough game, the Joker fight was kind of miserable. Indeed. This is a game that I beat uh, last year and actually ran back through it a week ago serendipitously. Didn't you, talk to Chris about you it. You just like hurting yourself? Like, I just really like this game. It's solid, and uh, it is, is the, hard. Is the Joker fight as miserable as it, Chris says? It is. It is very miserable. But you love it. Uh, I, I definitely have beaten the Joker before, but on my recent playthrough, I didn't have the patience to actually finish him off because he's pretty tough. But Yeah. Um, you know, that game, The Ride to the Joker, is, is a good time. It's a, it's a very well-made game. So good job, Chris. Uh, Captain Algebra at Captain underscore Algebra. He's a new beater. I hadn't seen this uh, this particular account use the hashtag before. His info says that he is an eighth-grade math teacher, so Captain Algebra does make sense. He says, Cool Spot becomes the first game beat in 2019. Hopefully, Adventure Island and Contra Hardcore join it soon. Hashtag just beat it. And uh, if this guy even listens to the show, he might have just randomly used our hashtag when beating games and taking pictures and screenshots and putting them on the internet, which would be a crazy coincidence. It would. Uh, Captain, uh, congrats and welcome. All right. RetroPixel at RetroPixel with an I. Just beat it. Samurai Showdown 4 on Neo Geo MVS. They crank up the difficulty to crazy on the last match. Literally have pain in my arms, but can cross this off my list. Have right. you ever beat it so hard you felt pain in your arms? Only three times. Is that right? Interesting. Well, con- <laughs> congratulations, James, on beating whatever that was. Samurai Showdown 4. Sounds like a like a doozy. And if you are a doozy, Caltech is making robots and shit. <laughs> we at Caltech are starting to specialize in autonomous systems for agriculture problems. Some projects we've worked on in the past include assisting Virginia Tech in an international robotics competition in Abu Dhabi, consulting on an emergency medical software communication system used in emerging countries, and helping Travis beat Double Dragon 2. Yeah, yeah. There is no software development project too big or too small. Drop Caltech a line at info at Cowden.tech if you're interested in working together or curious to learn more. That is info at C-O-W-D-E-N dot tech. All right. Thank you, Caltech. Woo! If you like what you're hearing so far, and there's a good chance you don't because Brian's here, but... Yep, sorry. 
You can find everything we do on polykill.com, and that includes all of Brian's videos and blogs. He has a video incoming, actually. Do we do we want to talk about that right now? I'll plug that. Sure. Um, I was I was going to leave that up to you in case you didn't like the video and you wanted to remove it from YouTube really quick. I haven't seen it yet, so, <laughs> and now we're talking about it, so now we yeah. have to put it on YouTube. All right, so... Um, <clears throat> I decided to make a poly vlog instead of a poly blog. Because who reads anymore? Yeah. Literally nobody. Watching videos is way more fun. Um, and I made a little video where I rank Bethesda title menus. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm interested in this. All okay. Right. Very it's, cool. it's a bit of a long watch because I play the title menus and you know let you soak in the music and stuff. So it's about 20 minutes long, but... you know, Check it out if you're interested. That is uh, unique for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to bolster the seo on that just who's looking for title menu reviews but i'm in hey i can't wait i think it's cool (laughs) all right will you be able to find that on polykill.com be sure to search polykill podcast on facebook twitter and youtube to find us there and our facebook page is taken off a little bit so jump aboard reach out to us on the forums of cartridgeclub.org the games of the month for the cartridge club this month on cartridge club Prime, Shantae, Have Genie Hero, and for Cartridge Club Portable, it is the Game Boy Color, Shantae. <laughs> Sorry, I almost burped halfway through that one and threw up all over my microphone foam. <laughs> Drop us a line, ask us a question, share an idea at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please rate us on iTunes, on iTunes or whatever service you use, which takes us into the ground game. So last time we're out there, we got everybody that set their New Year's resolution to go back to the gym, get their life right, work on those carbs, work on getting the the diet balance, the gains, the getting swole, mm-hmm. get back to doing that, but also tell people while you're at the gym, like, hey, listen, if you have trouble sticking around the gym, one of my big problems is I'll go to the gym and then I'll just half-ass do three exercises and leave because, hey, went to the gym. Yeah, that's all that matters. But to get people to stay there for that hour, hour and a half that our podcast sometimes drones out to be. Yeah. Uh, tell them about Polykill. Let them, let them uh, you know, soak that in while they're lifting. And I think it did okay. We had some gym rats uh, join in. They said, that, hey, I can pump to this. They actually used those words. They said, I could probably pump to this, <laughs> talking about the weights. And I got to thinking, our last uh, episode, we talked about a goal for 2019. We want to double our listener base. Mm. And the easiest way to do that is for everyone who listens to get one friend to listen with them. That is a great idea. Right? It just takes one for Everybody at least That's has so one easy. friend. Yeah. You have one friend. Just go to that one friend. You've got to have, if you don't have one, make a friend. This is 2019. It's time. It's time. <laughs> get a friend. Tell that friend about Polykill, and then you can enjoy it together. You can go on long camping trips and play it on your Walkman together and all kinds of stuff. It's perfect. Go on picnics and just blast it while you're eating a roast and, beef. And like this, you, like in all the other ground games, you had to approach a stranger. And that's good. It's kind of awkward, it right? It is kind of awkward. Like but a this is in. just your friend. It's just your friend. You're going to be hanging out anyway. You say, friend, what's your Polygill game like? Or your podcast game like? <laughs> don't don't confuse the two. Do, do podcast first and then introduce them to Polykill. And they might thank you for it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. So I really wanted to have more than just a way out beaten for this episode. Yep. And... I tried so fucking hard to beat Shining Soul 2. And it was a game I had worked on a little bit before last episode. And I think I told Jake, next time I'll have it beat. Mm-hmm. Well, I put some time into it. And this game just will not end. I'm at the final boss. I tried to play the final boss for like two hours the other night. And just kicking my ass. 
I decided I need to go level up. I'm I'm too weak. Got to go grind a little bit. I got to go grind a little bit. So I go grind. Now, there's a couple aggravating things about this game, but let me actually back up a little bit and explain this game somewhat. So I'm, I really like Shining Force on the Sega Genesis, which is a tactical strategy game. Okay. Shining Soul is more of an action-adventure Zelda dungeon crawler kind of game. Like, All right. You're, you're a single character. You, you kind of look like Link, um, or your character can look like Link if you let them look like Link, like I did. Um, but it kind of operates more like a more boring version of like a Baldur's Gate or a, or a Diablo. You know what I mean? Like a Torchlight, like that kind of yeah, dungeon crawler. Yeah, sort of isometric yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also on the Game Boy Advance. So you can imagine everything that makes those games fun is really stripped away and mm-hmm. for the Game Boy Advance. But it's not so bad. I played the first one last year, didn't really like it, took a chance on the second one, and it's it's definitely better, um, but it has some aggravating things. One thing that I found so aggravating over time is that every time you die, you wake up in this bed, and there's this lady talking to you, and you have to go through the same dialogue sequence every time you die, and you die a lot. Mm. And she's, uh, and I named my character Link because I'm a... Uh, of course you I, I like Zelda. <laughs> And, uh, and I found that he looked like Link, so I was like, why not? I'm not very creative. So she says, Link, and I have to tap away that. Mm-hmm. Link, wake up. I have to tap away that. Link, you look better today. I have to tap away that. You should get up this morning and go fight for us, Link. I have to tap away that. So now I'm up. So that was like, and I have to you know, watch the, di- the dialogue fill in every time. It's just, ugh. And if I'm like, if I've died like 10 times in a row and I'm pissed, that's yeah. the worst yeah, fucking thing. I'm just wailing away at the button. You're like already frustrated, and then it Ugh. adds more frustration on top. Exactly. Then I have to like walk a pretty long way to get back to where I was every time to warp to the room I died in. I mean, it's just so that's like really aggravating shit that I'm having to deal with right now. But anyway, it's kicking my ass. But mm-hmm. I, I won't make any. I thought I had it last time, but I will never make a declaration again. I hope maybe one day I'll beat this game. I don't know if it'll be before the next episode or not, or before I die at all. So you said you spent about two hours working on this boss. How long has it taken you for the whole rest of the game? Uh, 12 to 15. Okay. Well, that's, that's a decent percentage of yeah. the whole time to be just on one boss. I agree. No, I'm mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like telling me <laughs> Sorry, making me more mad. Didn't that I already uh, know that. rub yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah, it is bad. I agree with you. All right. Well, <clears throat> I once I beat uh, Red Dead Redemption 2... I kind of went back to playing some Fallout 76. And people will probably shit themselves when I say I was kind of rushing through Red Dead Redemption so I could get back to playing Fallout 76. Subscribers, come back. (laughs) No, he's a good boy. It was a good game. I liked it. Okay, I just didn't want to spend forever in it. Okay, 58 hours is plenty of time. How much have you spent in Fallout 76, though? Probably 58 hours? Uh, about 100. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, still, you know, things I haven't found in that game yet. So I have just been hammering away at that every night. It's, you know, unlike Red Dead, where I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this mission. And then, you know, you, you're never sure how long that mission's going to take because... You know, some of them are little quick jobs and others like lead into other things and whatever. Um, In Fallout, it's kind of like, I feel like just walking around today or today I'm going to work on this quest or today I'm just going to craft some shit or whatever. It's like just kind of laid back, you know. You could do that in Red Dead. You'd be like, Jake, I want to go hunt. Yeah. For a few days. I don't know. There's just something about the, um, I think the density of things 
in like a Fallout game. More that, stuff to find quick, you know. Yeah, like, like you don't have to mile. ride your horse for 10 minutes just to get to the place you're going. Right. You know? Um, so it's just, I feel like it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More instant gratification? I don't know. Everybody should probably know that I'm a Bethesda fanboy at this point. And it's just, you know, whatever formula they use is just they got you liquid down. gold for me. So it's all good, man. So there's any, is, is there any beating of Fallout 76? There is a main mission and I have been working on it. And, you know, since there's no NPCs, it's, you know, you find hollow tape recordings and terminals that have like automated messages and things. And, but I don't mind it because a lot of the storytelling is like just things you find in the game and I don't mind like reading through the terminals and the you know the notes you find and kind of piecing together like what happened I enjoy that sort of optional I can't think of the word storytelling that's not told to you but you have to like pay attention is that just hearing a story being told a story (laughs) story tolding (laughs) all right well, I have been playing Golf Story, and I gotta say, um, that game tricks me into to liking golf. I'll be playing it, and I'm like playing a video game, playing a video game. Then I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm playing golf, and I'm liking it. It does get tiresome and, and rote, like golf does. I mean, how I don't even think people who like golf can stand it for more than a few hours at a time. But I end up sticking with this game for a while because it does have those RPG elements, some quests that you have to do, and it all revolves around golf. It's very cleverly made. So, how much of this game is golf? All of it. Well, what's the story part of it? Because Mario Golf is 100% golf. Yeah. But, so, what's, what this is this This is even game? more golf than Mario Golf. Like, you golf to golf. Like, everything is golf. Okay. So, you're, you're always playing golf. There's no, like... You're golfing. Okay. Uh, every day. I was, I was imagining something like... Um, what the fuck's that game where you start a farm? Uh, Stardew Valley? Yeah, I was expecting something like that where you like have a golf course or something. It's not. It's just games of golf. That's it? There's a, Obviously, there's a story to it because it's golf story. So okay. you, you are trying to fall back on golf. It was like it's something that you and your dad shared together, and you're trying to like earn your golf stripes, and you go and you try to get trained, but no one believes in you, so you have to kind of continue to prove yourself. But then, like, every mini game and every quest that you do involves golf. Like, you go to a golf course. Like, they tell you to go spy on a golf course or something, and you get there. But to do that, you have to do certain things. Like, there's alligators in the pond, and we every time we shoot a shot over, the alligators eat it. And so they're like, well, maybe if I, if I golf some food over to them, it'll satiate them, and they'll stop eating all of our balls. <laughs> okay. So then the mini game is you got to get the, the chicken into the shoot it like right where the alligator is so he'll eat that and leave your balls alone okay. and there's like all kinds of little stuff like so that. are you whacking chickens with your golf club it's like it's like <laughs> cooked chicken it's like a chicken leg all right it's like little stuff like that like, okay yeah it, it's, it's it's honestly not too bad it does get you know it, it's as repetitive as golf you can't even complain about it because then you're complaining about golf and you're already playing a golf game so it means like you can't really yeah well you know golf is all about Trying to do better better than you did last time, right? I guess. I don't know. I've never golfed. Okay. But uh, the game is, it's got a decent hook. I'm finding it to be a little long, like golf. So, like, I can't even be mad. I'm just like, damn it, I should have known. It's okay. Um, but that's it. That's all I've been 
playing, honestly. I haven't touched Breath of the Wild in a little bit. I haven't touched Red Dead in a while, so uh, hopefully soon, but um, I had a chance last a little bit. Um, actually, now that you mentioned that, that's the one that I forgot to add to this list is Breath of the Wild. Oh, you, um, you did? You did a little yeah, breathing in the I, wild? Um, somebody gifted me Red Dead 2 for Christmas, which I already had, so I was like, well, let me go exchange this for something else, and I was like, you know what? Zelda looks pretty badass, so yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I've been playing that a little bit. I I can't remember like what level I am or whatever, but I just got to the point where I could buy some cool armor for the first time, and I'm still uh, kind of unlocking parts of the story. Like I think I got to the first village where you talk to uh, the old lady. I don't know. That was a hundred hours ago. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm not very far into the game, but I have been playing it a little bit, and I do enjoy it. Um, I also got for Christmas Battlefield Five from... No, it's Battlefield V. Jake will fight your I face. I am sorry. I got Battlefield V uh, for Christmas from the McAxel himself. Oh, you got it from him, and you don't even know the name of the game. Yeah. Sorry, Jake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But I, I played this just a little bit. Um, we haven't had a chance to get online and play it together yet because he's in Tejas or whatever you call it. Um, but I, I jumped online and played a little bit, and um, I was having, you know, reasonable success, um, which is, you know, more than I can say for when we played Black Ops together. Oh, we, right. We just got yeah, I heard hammered that. in that game. And um, we think it's because you're old. Is that true? Do you feel it in your bones? I do think that could be part of it. Man. But I also think it's, you know, you know, there there are people that play that game hours a day, days a week for months, you know. That's like that's their game and they get really good at it. And you know, we come in, I'm like level 1 playing against these like level 50 dudes. So I feel like, you know, if I wanted to get good at the game, you I could quit your I job, could, ignore yeah, your children, exactly. and get down to business. And I feel like I, you know, I could potentially get better, but it's really hard to get motivated to get better when you just get your ass handed to you all the time. Yeah. Uh, so Battlefield fared a little bit better for me in the the couple matches I played. So stuff like that while I like have no interest in multiplayer games, it's like what's the point? I'll just Stick to golfing over and over and over and over yeah. again or playing the same boss in a Game Boy Advance game for hours when I could be doing something else. I'll just do that instead. There's, you know, there's a, an excitement with competitive online games that you don't get in just a single-player game. Totally different sort of feel. So, you know, uh, Overwatch is another one that I had played a whole lot last year. And my moods kind of come and go like I'll be all about playing overwatch for two months and it'll be like the only thing I play every night. And then, you know, a new game will come out and I'll switch over to that. And it's like comes in ebbs and flows or whatever. So I have room for both when I play, but it just kind of depends on my mood. There you go. It also helps to have friends. Um, yes. And if you do have friends, tell them about our podcast. All mm -hmm. right, so let's move into the... Oh, did you have another game? Oh, uh, yeah, I just put on here Hearthstone because that's like my game that I never stop playing. It's like I wake up in the morning, I get something to drink, and I start playing Hearthstone. 
Wow. So, yeah. Still, it's like, what, five, six years now? Well, you know, they keep releasing new cards, and, you know, it keeps things mixed up a little bit, and it's more fun than, I don't know, looking at Facebook or something. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that one. All right, well, uh, let's move into the discussion here. Now, this is something that is very specific to you and I, of course. It is our rap duo, Briz and Diddles. Um, yeah, how many of your listeners already know about Briz and Diddles? I'm thinking very few, Brian, because we do have a Briz and Diddles music video on the Polykill YouTube. Mm-hmm. It has very few views. Mm, it that's got buried. Sad. It, yeah, it was buried because, and I think it was released at a time when not a lot of people knew who we were, and it's just buried in the mass of shitty videos yeah. that we have on that mm-hmm. channel. And no one really wants to dig through shit to find like a nugget of goodness. So now, I, I will say, I, I looked at that video the other day mm-hmm. when we were talking about doing this and there were you know five or six positive comments on that video i was really kind of happy about that hey man that's cool um yeah so briz and dids it is our rap duo we are three albums strong working on a fourth kind of <laughs> we have nothing done for it yet yeah but we said one time we'd do it which is good enough yeah it'll get done uh it was a rap duo that started for the sake of these video geddon parties that go down. Yeah, um from my recollection there it was about a week before we were supposed to go to Tim's house for one of these parties. And I don't remember if it was you or me, but one of us was like, wouldn't it be funny if we made some rap songs and we kind of debuted them at this geddon? Right. And a party with like 30 people maybe. Yeah. Our, our friends that we see a few times a year, and let's write some songs that are, because there's so many, for this party and this group of people, there's so many inside jokes that, honestly, we can't even share most of the songs that we have here and then make sense, yeah. which is what we handpicked too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were just like, haha, that'd be funny. And so we did it, and we, you know, we would make a song in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say we were very inspired at the time by like Lonely Island or something. Yeah. Like they felt they were like almost purposely sounded low budget. Yeah. Even though they totally were low budget. And we were we recorded all of these things on my iPad using like the GarageBand app. Right. And, and some in a basement that yeah. had the perfect acoustics that we cannot replicate <laughs> anywhere else in a house that you lived in for exactly two weeks. Yeah. Then I will say, like, you know, we made that first album within, it was seven days or less. Easily seven days. Um, yeah. It was maybe like seven, ten songs. Did we do ten? Or was it? Was, I think it was ten. But some of those songs weren't like real songs. They were like just us yelling somebody's name. Yeah. Or <laughs> I think the opening was the best because we wanted to make the most ridiculous rap album opening ever. Yes. That so just it went never on for like ended. eight minutes. Yeah. And we were just continuously hyping up the album. <laughs> And it ended up that the intro track was as long as all the other strong songs combined. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but everybody liked it. Everybody thought it was funny. Um, and we are suckers for positive encouragement. So we said, hey, we should do it again. We should. And this time we'll put some more effort into it. Now we'll say uh, one of the the tracks on that first one, I would say the track on the first one that really hooked everyone into wanting more of this was based on a completely random ass 
fluke of a thing. I have this knack for just saying things in a group of people that stick, and it's usually the worst possible thing that I could say. So remember the first time I hung out with this group of people, I said the words, smell my dick. (laughs) And I don't know why I said it. But I was like, oh, I got that from this rap song that I somebody had sent me. And it was, a, it was a rap song called Let Me Smell Yo Dick. Yeah. About a woman trying to find out if her husband had been cheating on her that night. And it seemed like a legit song. Like they sing it with a lot of passion. Yeah. Which made it fun to make fun of. So yeah. that became a whole thing. Well, the next time I meet this group of people, and they're, they're, they're friends that are closer to you and not me at this point. Now I feel like we're all fairly integrated, but I'm still yeah. like the new guy then. And... I remember we go, we're in a, a minivan or a SUV or something. We all piled in to go get lunch that day. And all I saw was a white pickup truck in this yard parked haphazardly, like it had stopped suddenly. The driver's side door was open, mm-hmm. and no one was to be found. <laughs> and I made the joke, wow, that guy must have had his shit, <laughs> you know, in a group of dudes. Yeah. And they were like, I wonder how that would have played out. Do you think it was his house? And I was like, it would be better if it wasn't his house. <laughs> And then it turned into, what do you do? You just knock on the door. What if they don't let you in? Yeah. It's like, you just shit right on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't you call that a knock and plop? So we made a whole rap song about committing a knock and plop, which is just a roll up on some unsuspecting person's house, <laughs> knock on the door, start shitting, make <laughs> eye contact with them throughout the whole thing, and then walk away without wiping. Yeah. And this idea was so hilarious to us at the time. We had to make a song about it. You had to. Yeah. Um, now, there are two versions of this song. I think the, we got to play the classic. The, we have the classic version, and then we kind of... We did a dance remix. We did a remix of it and added an extra verse in our last album. Yeah. But we should, we, we should play the original. Yeah. The, 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 the remix definitely sounds better. It's better for public consumption, but the yeah. original has all of the uh, all the goodness in it.
right, so that was Knock and Plot. Brian, do you actually remember recording that one? Yeah. Um, I was at my house uh, downstairs. My family is upstairs sleeping, and I was trying to get these songs recorded. You know, we were short on time. Uh, so to try not to, like, wake anybody up, I went into my downstairs extra bedroom and I sat on the bed and I put the blankets over my head <laughs> and I had my iPad just there with me. I was using the GarageBand app. Because you didn't want your wife or your children to know that this song was. Yeah. I, I didn't want to, <laughs> number one, I didn't want to wake them up. And number two, I didn't want to get caught <laughs> saying this shit. It's literally like you're masturbating in your own yeah, house. Like I'm, you know, leaned in real close to the iPad and this like kind of sinister voice <laughs> talking about pulling down my pants. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was it's like, a little wild. I was like, you know, in this bedroom with the door shut under the blankets. I'm like, I hope nobody day, catches don't me. Know. Nope. That's great. Uh, and then I I almost forgotten my little part in there, which was actually for the video itself. Yeah, which we we may post one day. I don't know. That one's a little embarrassing. It's a little bit more of an embarrassing video, but uh, in that video, I'm um, looking at a, a tablet screen in the bed of mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, girl," like I'm really into. Her. <laughs> then there's a knock at the door, and I go answer it. And Brian just searched the shit right in front of me. So, yeah, during that little musical interlude, we're just yeah. staring at each other. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. Maybe one day. I don't know. I'm not comfortable with it yet, but it's pretty funny. Um, and then, so that next album, we decided we were going to step it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, it, it was fun the first time, and everybody seemed to like it. But you know, of course, they were all pretty rough and pretty quick. And we were like, you know, let's see if we can step up our game a little bit. And uh, we spent how long? Maybe like two months. Yeah, it making was a, these a while on these for sure. Um, and I think. You know, most of them turned out really awesome. I think like, so too. Like yeah. I still will listen to them in the car sometimes. They're actually pretty decent songs. Yeah, and they are still steeped in the inside humor and inside references. Um, yeah, but we we made a couple that didn't, and we'll share one of those here. But um, it is fair to note before we do share this one track is that um, the big game to play or the big franchise to play at Geddon is Gears of War. Like yeah. that's. That's the one where we get all the Xboxes hooked up and 10 people can play, and it's nothing against any other game. It's just one that's kind of easy when you're drunk. Like, yeah. the, the targets are big and everything's kind of <laughs> slow. And you can hide behind walls. Yeah, if you're <laughs> you know, nothing against Halo or anything else that we could have played. It's just that that one seems to lend itself more to um, a lot of people that really aren't good at shooters. I think it's 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 nice for, it's like a good introductory yeah. level. Yeah, And um, But it also has become like our thing is to play the latest gears in a 10-person format in one house. Yeah, so we, we bring that one up a lot, and some of the other ones we talk about a lot are Left 4 Dead or um, the Need, Need for, for Speed, Speed, Hot Pursuit. Yeah, um, Some random, like that's kind of a game that I think not many people enjoyed but us. Yeah, we had a blast with well, we it. We played the shit out of that yeah. game as a, as a group, as a big group of people. Brian, you wrote the lyrics for the one coming up, um, so when we come back from playing it, maybe you can tell us the inspirations. Show enough. Listen up, bro, gonna speak some truth I can never make it without you Cause you got my back and I've got yours When we take on this locust horde Watch out now, here comes a flamer If we gotta take cover, I don't Gonna press X and get you up Then we're gonna mess this grinder up To my last 
last life to my last breath You know I keep spawning to my last death Never gonna leave you all alone Till the day we die we're co-op bros To my last life to my last breath You know I keep spawning to my last death Never gonna leave you all alone Till the day we die we're co-op bros Look out now we're left for dead Gotta put a bullet in the zombie's head You take point and I'll watch the back Cause you never know when we'll be attacked Oh no bro hunters tearing up my face Take out your AK put him in his place Thank you bro for helping me out Now we gotta make a break for the safe house To my last life to my last breath You know I keep spawning to my last death Never gonna leave you all alone Till the day we die we're co-op bros To my last life to my last breath You know I keep spawning to my last death Never gonna leave you all alone off this sophomore album so smart and people are probably going to think i'm not even in this rap duo but it just so happens two of the songs that we featured here two of the better ones happen to be the ones that you wrote and sing mostly on well two of the ones that aren't steeped in inside jokes yeah yeah the inside jokes are my forte i will say yeah um yeah, so when I kind of came up with the idea for this one, I just love co-op games. As a the youngest of three brothers, you know, growing up, if you could two people could play the same game at the same time, that was amazing for me. Otherwise, I was just watching, you right. know. So games like Contra and Double Dragon 2 and stuff like I just grew up loving co-op games. And so I just wanted to make a song about it. There you go, man. And this one's actually one with the video already on the Polykill channel if you mm-hmm. want to check it out it's a pretty fun video i mean it was back before i knew how to use most of my video editing software but i think it yeah did okay. it yeah did all right we could probably do better now but yeah I, I should have found a looser shirt there at the end. <laughs> i look like just like a pregnant pig yeah i, I like thought you looked titties. better than i did oh that's well that's flattering <laughs> but yeah no that song's actually really good and it's always one that when we and we, i don't know if we've said this yet but we actually re- do these live at the parties now yeah. we every summer we have a live show we come out we entertain we get in our rap characters we get a whole room full of people state-of-the-art sound equipment everything yeah laser we, show we are um lucky that tim just happens to have thousands of dollars of sound equipment it's in amazing. his house and yeah. lighting and all sorts of shit so it looks like a pretty legit setup when we get in there yeah and so i wanted to say actually this is one of the songs that I, I know what this actually feels like now, even though I didn't write this song, but uh, people actually singing your song with you is pretty crazy. Yeah. People actually will, I mean, it's a catchy fucking song, right? Yeah, Co-op and it, it's, it's pretty easy to pick up. It is. 
And, uh, you know, now we've got to the point now where we kind of karaoke it. We'll put our lyrics up on the screen so people can see them because we learned what happens is uh, if you make your own rap song and sing them in front of a group of people, even if they do like you, they might still be too drunk to know the words. And so yep. we found that if you just write the words on the wall, you know, essentially putting them on its television screen, People will yell that all night So, because mm-hmm. um, people like karaoke. Now, bringing up the live performance, um, I just want to mention real quick, my favorite song to do live, because it was designed for audience interaction, it was Red versus Blue, Yeah, um, which is a song that I wrote that is uh, sort of a celebration of just, you know, multiplayer games, Red versus Blue, pretty self-explanatory. Um, but in that song, we kind of divide the audience into halves and one side is my side and we're the red team Mm -hmm. and the other side is your side. It's the blue team. And part of the chorus of the song is we get our team to just shout. Yeah. At certain points. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. People really get into that. It's amazing. I think, uh, I hate crowd participation. Like when someone on stage tells me to do anything, I just refuse to do it. (laughs) For some reason, the group of people that we hang out with are so nice. They'll do it. They'll do it for us. Probably because they're super drunk. That helps. I found that helps in a lot of ways. Uh, maybe that's one we, we share next episode. Um, but I want to jump into this last one, which I think it, you know, January 25th is coming. You got Resident Evil 2. You and I played uh, the first the remake together on GameCube, and we played Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. And I think we started Resident Evil Code Z- Veronica or Zero Zero Zero. Yeah. Um, and so you know we've not played them all, and I played six. I think I think you've played a couple on your own, but it's definitely a game that when I think about playing a game with Briz, Resident Evil's one that a franchise specifically that always comes up. And we all know about the herb. Yep. In a Resident Evil game, you know I was. Uh, maybe 16 or something when I played the first Resident Evil. I thought you going to say when you smoked your first herb. <laughs> well, I was at the prime age for finding the word herb in a video game funny. Right. So me and Tim would joke about it, and we also, like, the the other healing item you could get in the game is a first aid spray, but it would uh, show as F period aid spray. <laughs> So we called it the fade spray. Yeah, but we were like, man, don't give me that fade spray. Give me that herb. (laughs) We want that herb. So, you know, I thought it would be funny to kind of take that to the level of, okay, we're talking about herb. Let's rap about it. Yeah, and this is actually one that uh, I'm on. So let's check out that herb. Y'all homies know what's up. Pass me that herb so I can hit it up. Pass me that herb. I need it real bad. Cause the zombie fucked me up and I'm nearly dead. I'm a member of stars and my name is Chris. And I never thought it would end like this. I'm lost in a mansion filled with undead. In every blind corner fills me with dread. I'm hiding in a room with a typewriter. Filling up my ammo and my butane lighter. Lighting up the herb that's leafy and green. Got my nerves from all the crazy shit I've seen. Yo, pass me that herb. Y'all homies know what's up. Pass me that herb so I can hit it up. 
Pass me that herb, I need it real bad Cause a giant snake bit me, and I'm nearly dead Name's Apple Wesker, some call me a villain But I spend my time smoking herb and chillin' Researching the powers, working for Umbrella We keep all our secrets deep down in the cellar But now I have to deal with Chris and Jill They're on to me, and they gonna get killed I just need some herb, so I can relax You know the rules, it's the past Yo, pass me that herb, the homies know what's up yeah. Pass me that herb, so I can hit it up uh, Pass me that herb, I need it real bad Cause a zombie fucked me up, and I'm nearly dead Yo. I got bit by a zombie, pass me that herb I got bit by a dog, pass me that herb I got bit by a spider, pass me that herb I got bit by a snake, pass me that herb I got bit by a shark, pass me that herb I just bit my lip, pass me that herb Just keep getting bit, pass me that herb Shit, I got bit by the herb That herb. I love that song. It's so good. It's so good. I never realized how hot I come in as Albert Wesker. <laughs> I love your part. It, like, <laughs> thank you. That is that your verse on that song is my jam. When it when you come <laughs> in, I'm like, yes, dude. I think I think your sweet Snoop Dogginess in this one is is what it's all about. <laughs> it, it's pretty good. Of course, there at the end we have a little fun with it. We name all of like the major enemies in the game that bit us and yep. that we need herb for, and then we say we bit our lip. We need yeah. some herb. And we just keep getting bit. So, little. and then the the got bit by the herb. Yeah, because there's that oh, the giant scene plant. Where the plant comes yeah. to life. Yeah. So if you're a diehard uh, Resident Evil one. You know, if you have a lot of knowledge of that game, yeah, maybe you pick maybe up they that. picked up that, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's essentially the three songs we'd share uh, today. Now that's on our third album called Yay Yay with Yay some Yay. the some album art I'm so proud of. It was the best Photoshop job I've ever seen. I think it was pretty good. I remember you actually telling me you love this more than your child <laughs> when you saw it. Well, dude, it's got like <laughs> it's got like the uh, DeLorean. It's got a Terminator. It's got like a tiger with lasers in its eyes. Putting <laughs> the barbarians on there. Yeah, it's, it's like the most epic '80s looking thing I've ever seen. It, it was pretty awesome, and there's no '80s track on it. I don't. Not think. at all. Um, do do you have the albums? I could go, we could go through the uh, the song titles real quick. Yeah, let me pull that up right quick. All right, so for our first album, No Giggity, uh, we have the intro track, <laughs> which is like you know the hype track that just hypes and hypes and hypes and never has a resolution, yep. which is really fun. Then we've got Knock Knock. And then we have our first Western song, Dim Games. That's right. Each album has a Western song with a whistle track. Yes. It has to have a whistle track in it. And no one loves those but us. I I think they're probably some of our best songs. I, because, I think 100% they're our best songs. Because we actually like pull out actual guitars and yeah. and write stuff ourselves instead of using the, the it's legit. iPad or whatever. It is legit. Uh, so after that, we have Mad Pass, which you wrote, and that's all about uh, Tony Kukoc. Yeah, I don't know if we can get into all the inside jokes, but yeah, yeah, that is a song about Tony Kukoc, the Chicago Bulls' great point guard. And then we have Paul, which is just us shouting a guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Recycle. Do you want to explain Recycle? 
Uh, Just quickly? Yeah, uh, at Tim's house. We do clean this up, but if you're playing flip cup and you're upset, you can throw your cup off his back porch into his backyard, and we call that recycling. Yeah. It's very wasteful, and we <laughs> actually stopped doing it. Uh, so after that, we have Judge, which is all about the trials and tribulations of somebody trying to judge a flip cup game of like 20 people. Yeah, they're, they're all the drunk only, off their ass. The only sober person, yeah. Uh, then we have The Crew. Right. Uh, where we just talk about all the people have that are in the crew. Rhyme, little, yeah, just one little ABAB rhyme for yeah. everybody, yeah. And then the last song is 5 a.m., which is kind of about what it's like when it's 5 o'clock in the morning and you're drunk and tired and <laughs> you just want to go to sleep. Yes, we were very drunk people back then, I'm finding. We were less creative and more drunk. <laughs> All right, so on to the second album. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is So Smart. Uh, track number one is Foreplay. Is that um, just another? Oh, that was when we were like, they did the that's car the noise. Briz, that's the Brizza Clock one. Yeah, it's Brizza Clock, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, then we have Red versus Blue, mm-hmm. Co-op Bros, the title tra- track So Smart. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's just where we talk about how smart we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have the next Western song, Old Rap Song. Oh, yeah, that's which, a good one. You know, it's a, it's a Western song, but it's called Old Rap Song. But I love that one. Uh, this is probably our most pop song ever, Getting Bound. Yeah, it is very poppy. It's super catchy. You've got the, uh, like the harmonies on the vocals and stuff. It's just a little anthem about getting in the car and heading to Tim's house uh, for a weekend getaway of getting. Yeah. And then, of course, we have The Crew 2, T-O-O. Mm-hmm. which is people. the the follow-up to the crew where we added in a bunch of people that weren't in the first one. Um, and I I really like the music on that one. It personally. is hot. It is hot. Uh, and then we have a song that you did all by yourself, Saving Hose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but written from the perspective of Mario. Yes, and you do the Mario accent through the whole song. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. That's probably one we should share at some point. I don't know. I feel like maybe I shouldn't have called it Saving Hose. Why? Times have changed. I don't know. Uh, it seems derogatory. Maybe. Uh, and then after that, we have Outbreak. Yeah. Which that's I another think is one really I cool. did a lot of, yeah. Um, and that's just like, you know, we talk about if there was a zombie outbreak at, at Geddon. Yeah. And, so and there's like, we, we name drop some people. There's characters and it. it's like a whole. Yeah, there's narrative. like a whole yeah story about what goes on. Um, and then we have one called The Tale of Dave Ramsey, which is one of our friends that's uh, at these parties, and he's just a funny, interesting guy, and we just we had to write a song all about him. I guess, yeah. What, what else can you say? Um, and then we closed out that album with The Ballad of Hung Long, which you did. Yeah, it was about this guy who only showed up at Tim's house, it felt like, at 2 a.m., and no one ever knew him or where he went or where he came from, but he told me his name was Hung Long, and it was like three years before I realized he was probably trolling me. <laughs> but I was like, Hung Long, that's an interesting name, dude. Yeah. Uh, I fell for it pretty hard. Yeah, I think we all were on board with it at the time. No one has seen him or heard from him since. Yeah. Um, so, moving on to our third and last album. Last album. Well, well our most the, recent. The most recently completed album. Uh, track number one is Gimme, right. where we're just, you know, we just listen to all things we like. Give yeah. them to us. Yeah. Uh, and then song number two is I Explain This Shit, which is another song about our friend Dave Ramsey and how he had to uh, explain shit to his coworkers. Uh, then we have Kitchen Geddon. Yeah. 
So at Tim's house, he's got a great house, man. We've talked about it before. Every room is fun, mm-hmm. even the fucking kitchen. Yeah. The kitchen seems to be where everyone kind of congregates because people are various levels of inebriation and intoxication, and we just kind of gather there to find snacks, and we end up commuting there for way too long. Yeah. One time, Tim came in, kind of disappointed that no one was enjoying the rest of his house that he has invested thousands of dollars in, <laughs> and he says, what is this fucking kitchen getting? And it's stuck. Yeah. And it happens every getting. Yeah. There's always a kitchen getting. Uh, so after kitchen getting, we have dad herb, which we just heard. Mm-hmm. And then Triumph, which is uh, about you trying to win a game of Flip Cup. Yeah, it was a it was a whole. You know, you think about the under underdog story of Rocky. It's kind of that. It's a whole montage sequence. Yeah, if you haven't picked up on this yet, Flip Cup is a mainstay yeah. of Geddon. Yeah. Um. So after that, we have uh, a pair of songs. Uh, this one's the first one's Give Praise. All right. And then the follow-up is Tim, T-Y-M-N. Yes, and it's where we try to make the the purveyor of the party, Tim, uh, a deity. Yes. We, we praise him for yes, all Yes, it's done. got some very Christian themes on that one, mm-hmm. except Tim. Very loose. Very loose. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we have Jam Jam. Which about is, NBA Jam. Yep. Yeah. Another one you did by yourself. That no one liked, yep. Yeah. Um, then we have the Knock Knock Remix. So good. People um, getting down to that. I saw some booties moving. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I really dig the the music in the mm-hmm. remix, um, so I could understand why. Yeah. And then after that, we have the third Western song, Ain't No Game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a Wendy you wrote completely. Yeah, and you know, it actually uh, is very fitting for Red Dead Redemption, too. It's got that sort of theme it where, uh, you know, our buddy Tim gets... Harangued by some, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that word in by ages. some hoodlums. He doesn't get harangued by and, hoodlums, and uh, right? we have to round up the horses and go, go rescue him. Yeah, pretty good. And then the uh, the final song is B sex. Oh yeah, maybe you know we definitely can't share that one here. It is, I think maybe too lewd for mixed yeah. company, but it is a uh, it, it it it's derived from if you've ever played the Jack in the Box games. When everyone tries to sign in to play them with their phones, you give a, like a four-letter code mm-hmm. that you have to, to swipe in to get in. The first eight people get in. And just so happened, in a room full of our friends, the only people in the world that would take this as far as they did, <laughs> the the code was B-S-E-X yep. or B-Sex. And yeah. we had... We had to make a rap song about it. So we've got a song about it. We've got shirts with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a whole marketing thing. Yeah. Yeah, people wanted that B-sex, and we delivered. That is right. And it's, the it's funny thing do. is it's a, it's not even about what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we still make a lot of fun uh, sophomoric references. Yeah. Um, should we share the links to these if people are curious, like on the... I don't know. Yes, we can put them on the website with the podcast. So if you go to polykill.com and find this podcast, you can find links to these tracks. And you're not guaranteed to understand anything that they're about, but you'll at least get to hear them if you want. Yeah. All right. Does that pretty much do it, Briz? I think that's it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for sitting through some B&D. That is Briz and Diddles and... You know, Jake's still down in Tejas, so send him a message, tell him you miss him, and we'll catch you next time. Say peace. Peace.